Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. Good things is on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You know, we like to keep you updated with all the good things going on in our state and great. Grammy Museum Mississippi has announced it will debut a new major exhibit coming up, and I think it may have already debuted, but joining us to tell us more is Emily Havens. She's the Executive Director for the Grammy Museum Mississippi. Hey, Emily. Hey, Rebecca. How are you today? Anytime we have you on, that means you're letting something, uh, some cat out of the bag, so I always get <laughs> uh, excited. So tell us what's going on there in Cleveland. What's happening at the museum? Well, I can tell you that it's hot in the Delta, but it's pretty cool here in the museum. So if you're tired of being outside, come visit the museum and our brand-new exhibition. Uh, We opened um, on Friday to the public, traveling uh, Highway 61, Traveling America's Music Highway, and uh, it's just incredible. It's been so well-received by the public. We had several hundred people come to the museum on Friday. We had free admission on Friday, so that was fun, and um, and just a lot of people experienced this really... the Highway 61 journey um, from New Orleans all the way to St. Louis and all the artists and the great music that come from Highway 61. Uh, we celebrate that in the museum with um, wonderful uh, interactive interviews and beautiful artifacts and um it's just really incredible. We even have a juke joint in the museum, and so it's really incredible to be able to celebrate um, so many genres and so many artists um, and different music up and down Highway 61. Well, that's what I was going to say, Emily. Usually it's, it's sort of like, um, I guess, a little more siloed. Either it's just blues or maybe it was just country for a while, or I know you had the MTV, but that's very specific as well. And it feels like this one just takes a little bit of a different turn and, and adding a lot of different music to but focusing on just maybe the one commonality that it all happened on Highway uh, 61. So how did this get make its way to the museum? Had it been traveling? Is this sort of a new exhibit all around? It is. It's a brand new exhibit. We, um, we curated it ourselves. Um, and so just a really, um, you know, again, just pointing back to Mississippi and, and our music history and legacy here and thinking about all the, the different, um, the, like I said, the genres that go all the way up and down the highway, which is really a way to, uh, an idea just sparked, that we'll, a way we could capture that and celebrate um, Highway 61, celebrate our great state, bring into it how 61 goes down into New Orleans and then, of course, Memphis and, and up. 
and the way we can celebrate all of these uh, and feature all these great artists um, from this area. And so really it's a journey. It's a road trip. You start um, in Louisiana and, and you go up Highway 61 and there's postcards along the way. There's um, all of our partners that, you know, there's ways to postcards where you can take a picture of the QR code and you can read about Saks. Um, museum in Memphis or read about the New Orleans Jazz Museum or um, New Orleans Jazz Festival and so it's just a really also a great way to point to all of our tourism partners and all of the museums and organizations also that are along Highway 61, Delta Blues Museum, B.B. King Museum, Graceland, there's just so many um, royal studios and so you really get to learn a lot of, from jazz to blues to country to rock um, it's just really a, a great um, exhibit and a great way to highlight our area and feature all of these wonderful um, artists and the music that they made. That will be fun to sort of be able to see places that you've either been before or maybe have driven through or been on Highway 61 yourself and sort of reminisce because oftentimes when you come to these exhibits you weren't necessarily there during you know the highlight moments or when the dresses were worn or whatever it may or the artifacts were you know at their prime but it feels like now it kind of like oh you know I've been down that route I've seen that I've you know been to that festival so we'll add a little little of a personal touch to it. It definitely does, and um, you know, it's been, it's really, we've got artists, um, you know, we celebrate, we have, you know, Artifacts Muddy Waters, and uh, and then we have contemporary artists today, and so I think it speaks to everyone, um, celebrate, um, of course, you know, Handwritten Lyrics by David Porter and Isaac Hayes of Soul Man, B.B. Uh, King, Beautiful Outfits, and People's Dress. Um, Dr. John and his interest in outfits, um, guitars, John Lee Hooker. There's just so much. It's such a deep and rich um, exhibition, and I'm just so excited to celebrate and to show it to, to the world and our visitors. We've got some education components to go along with it, activities, um, scavenger hunts where kids and students can really dig deep down into history of this highway and take the journey along it and, uh, and learn about all the artists and the music. So I think it's um, I think it's going to be, so far it's been really popular. I think it will be, um, and it really does capture um, just a, a wide range of um, of people's interest with the different genres and the artists. Emily, how long will this exhibit, Highway 61, uh, be, or Traveling America's Music Highway, be there at the museum? It'll be here through 2024, so um, all the way through this year and next year, um, and I think it will be worth anybody's uh, time to come visit um, this exhibit and to um, and take a road trip with us. That's crazy. That's less than six months. I was thinking, oh my gosh, next year, but I'm like, next 2024 will be here, you know, before we know it. So don't yes. delay in making your, you know, your trip um, up that way to the Grammy Museum. But you know, summer's over, so y'all wrapped up all your camps. School has now started, so that's a whole nother level of crazy. I know you mentioned school groups. What would you like parents, teachers, homeschool groups alike to know about uh, what's available there at the museum? We've just got an incredible um, variety of uh, education workshops. We're going to be announcing very soon a couple of backstage passes. So those are workshops with artists, um, and so that will be something that they'll want to pay attention to and bring their school groups to. It's a really a great opportunity to um, to listen to the artists, to ask questions, to kind of find out what it's like being an artist, what it's like being a manager or a songwriter, and um, all the things that kids want to know about maybe being in the music industry. Uh, we've got incredible workshops from 
from um, civil rights workshops to songwriting to DJ um, workshops. Um, music production is one of the most popular ones. So there's going to be a lot, and we're, we'll announce those very soon and, of course, available um, whenever school groups want to do that. Incredible. Um, we've, we've added some new artifacts, Megan Lee Stallion, um, Miranda Lampert. We have also um, we've got a couple of new ones to add um, that we'll announce very soon. So we're up, constantly updating our permanent collection in the main gallery. Uh, so there's just a lot of new things for people to see and kids to enjoy um, and to continue to, um, to support music education and us be a partner in education for sure. I like the idea of the um, scavenger hunt throughout the museum. I think that's yes. a lot of fun. If teachers want to have um, or get more information about maybe a field trip or homeschool group, or does it have to be a school? I'm thinking choirs or bands or whatever may also be interested uh, as an extracurricular for their students. How do they how do they do that, Emily? Well, they can call the museum, of course, uh, 662-441-0100. Um, welcome to reach out to us by email on our website, um, and we'll be happy to, um, to take care of them. I, um, it's going to be, we've got some great programs coming up, um, and we'll be announcing all of our education schedule for the full year within the next week. And so I think people will have, a, students, educators, and parents will have a lot to choose from um, and see value in bringing their kids to the museum. Well, the one thing that was important, I heard you said your air conditioners were Working. So it's working. <laughs> it is working. It is working. I don't know if we've talked about it, and we may not have time, time to talk today, but we um, have announced our gala, and so yeah. maybe we can choose another time. Um, we'll go ahead and put it on our, we got about two minutes, put it on our okay. calendar. So we, um, we've announced our fifth annual education gala. It will be September 28th this year, so a little bit earlier than we've, than we've had um, in the past, but this year we are honoring a five-time Grammy winner, Keb Moe, with the Crossroads of American Music award and we are just so excited to honor Keb Moe and have him here at the museum um, it will be an incredible night with a live auction and a silent auction um, we'll have a party band that we'll announce very soon um, and we'll also announce uh, who the chef will be very soon so it's going to be a great night here at the museum tickets go on sale to members this Friday on August 18th and then to the general public if we have any left the next week so it's our really only education uh, fundraiser of the year and we're just really I'm thrilled to be able to to honor such a um, a big artist in Cabmo and to have him come to the museum. We're very excited about it. And that's one of the benefits of being a member of the museum is you get first yes. dibs at fun things like that. And so they can find all that information um, and more out on your website, Emily. Yes, that's right. www.grammymuseumms.org. All righty. Well, I look forward to having you back. It always means good things are happening there in the Delta. Hopefully, it'll be a little cooler around Gala time. I hope so. Last year we were worried about the ice and snow. This year maybe mosquitoes. But we'll make sure and have it completely sprayed for all of our guests that night. It's going to be a fun time. I was like, they've got things for mosquitoes these days. So you'll be fine. You'll be fine there. But I appreciate your time, Emily. Always exciting to hear what's going on. So thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Watch good things where you're on computer, your mobile device. You can watch us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. And if you got C Spire TV, we are on channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. You can also catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And there's still time for you to sign up for the Guns N' Roses VIP experience that Super Talk is trying to give. We're trying to give away. <laughs> we're going to give away. I don't think we're really trying. I think we're actively doing it, but we're still in the registration. Uh, sort of phase. You must be 21 to enter. You can go to supertalk.fm slash GNR to find a registration box near you. What does it get you if you hadn't heard? Well, Guns N' Roses is coming to the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum on September 20th. That's eight days before the gala and learning something every day here. And you can win tickets. You can get a night stay at the Beau Rivage and then a limo ride to the concert. So you do have to be 21 to enter and then you just have to find a registration box and then sign up there. Registration is free. Do you think Guns N' Roses Rhino was influenced by U.S. Route 61 at all? Probably a little uh, bit? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they were rock and like our bump out by Muddy Waters, the blues had a baby and they named it Rock and Roll. I mean, without the blues and its influence, you likely wouldn't have had Rock and Roll and without Rock and Roll, you surely wouldn't have had You guns. wouldn't have had hardly anything you've got right about now. So I had to Google because, you know, I'm not good with directions, but U.S. Highway 61 or Route 61, as you may know it, I didn't realize it's 14,000, I mean, not 14,000, 1,400 miles between New Orleans, Louisiana, and the city of Wyoming, Minnesota. So it's long. Oh, yeah. And it's generally flows the course of the Mississippi River, and it's designated the Great River Road for much of its route as well. It predates the interstate system. So is it kind of a, is it a two-lane kind of just now, back roads kind of highway? In some places, I think so, yeah. And then here in Mississippi, you mentioned earlier, Rhino, it's, it is famous because at its at the crossroads. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in music history, especially blues music history, the, the story of the crossroads is infamous because that's allegedly where Robert Johnson, the great bluesman, sold his soul to the devil for his ability to play the blues. And it's 61 and 49 right there in Clarksdale. That's kind of neat. I love, you know, those older highways or roads that, you know, before there were highway, before there were um, interstates, people got from A to B somehow. And oh, they were yeah. usually just really long, like, roads that way. It would be neat if anyone has actually traveled it from point A to point to, to start to finish just for the sake of, I guess now it would be considered the scenic route. If you were going that way, yeah, it would be one that you're not trying to get there as fast as possible. It would just be kind of getting off the, I guess, the, the fast pace of the interstate and stopping and turning and all the way. What's the chance that, I guess, Memphis, is Memphis part of that 61? I want to say 61 runs through Memphis. I could be wrong, but I want to say it does. Well, I can guarantee that. Route 61 probably had some influence on Elvis, if not Elvis influenced some that are on Route 61, although it's not Memphis, but that's where, you know, Graceland is. It's talking about Tupelo, if you haven't seen the headline. 
his uh, granddaughter, which is Riley Keough. Thank you. She actually named her newborn baby Tupelo this week. I mean, you have to think that there was a little connection there. The the but the full name is Tupelo Storm, and it pays tribute to her late brother Benjamin Storm, and then her grandfather Elvis Presley, who was from Tupelo. That is neat, though. I mean, I would love so if you got connections to her, I would love to have a conversation with her about when you're thinking about your child's name, and you're looking at you know past family members because that's something we did. Well, who were all your who were all the grandparents? What were their like full names? What are any maiden names? Are there any like, you know, uncles or aunts that just really impacted your life? You know, you kind of want to have like something in your family. But I don't think I ever thought about like where granddaddy grow up and then that be sort of a name or, you know, of all the things you wouldn't want to name the poor kid Elvis. That's just not. Nice. Although you would be the You'd be surprised how many people have a middle name Aaron because that was Elvis's middle name. Really? Oh yeah. If you are the granddaughter, I guess she is she she's the granddaughter, not great granddaughter. If she is the granddaughter of Elvis, she has the right to that name because it's in it's in the family, you know, but at the same time, it's just setting them up for a lot of awkward conversation later on. Um, but it, I think I would just like to know why Tupelo, like I know why Tupelo, but how did you, what was like, what was on the short list? How do we, how do we get down? How do we, how do we finally come to I'm just trying to think of what Tupelo. the nickname's going to be. I don't know. But you know, today in today's kind of baby naming world, Tupelo is not the strangest thing. Oh, no, I mean, out. there's an article that's been going around saying that Barbie and Ken are popular names now. Well, that's unfortunate. Although we do know, a, a you know, that that's unfortunate. I think <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of things that influenced your child's name. Um, you know, family hopefully being number one. But you were I mean, named. I was after, named after, after a baseball player. After a baseball player, but it's a but it's Ryan, correct? Yes. Okay. Ryan. Ryan. Um, Rhino is your is is sort of your your name that others had given you. It's not Barbie. Because I think Barbie and Ken are going to stick around, like a, in terms of a toy. Yeah. Right. So now you have to grow up knowing that's what sort of influenced. I wonder if a parent would have that. Would be weird. If or you had think a Barbie about this. And a Ken I mean, that was a girl and a boy, like twins. That would be odd. I haven't seen the Barbie movie, but no just way. From the outside looking in, it, it feels a bit avant-garde, a bit ostentatious, a bit over the top, like with all the pink and everything, and. Think about other movies that have been made in our lifetimes or even before that pushed the envelope a little bit and went a little crazy with how it looks or just how out there they were going to make the visuals. Do you, do you want to be named after a main character from any movie? I mean, I get it. It's Barbie. Barbie's been around for a minute, but some movies don't age as well as others, and I'm not trying to diss the movie it just feels like that one may not age as well as others well let's see if someone in good things land was named after somebody a fictional character in a movie you can let us know 601-879-4395 steven brookhaven said he knew a guy named elvis he was a great guy but it's still you at you 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 start with hey man you know like has anyone ever asked you whatever about your name Elvis? And I think it kind of depends on like what's his 
last name. But like recently I came across a Will Smith and I had to be like, you know, what's it like? (laughs) And he's like everybody all the time, especially after the slap or, you know, whatever it may be. Not that, you know, not that Will Smith. And then, you know, we have a Michael Keaton who is a fan of good things. Not that my not Batman, but he's heard that his, you know, entire life. And so but those are first and last names. Right. That is a that is a full person potentially like if you call in it's like will smith is on the line for you it's like oh <laughs> i do feel kind of bad for people that had famous names before the name became famous yes. like there's an entire grouping of people who had what is a relatively normal not strangely spelled or i mean think about it. you got the word name harry harry has been a very popular name on and off for generations you have the last name Potter, not the most common last name, but possible. definitely a a relatively normal name. And so you have people that are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s that are named Harry Potter, and they were Harry Potter long before Harry Potter became a thing. You wonder if they get reservations at um, restaurants. Do they use it or do they not use it? Is it one of those things where it's like, I just, I'm going to give myself an own nickname and just you know, stick that to because I'm tired of hearing it? Or do you embrace it and just sort of let other people have fun at your expense? Because if I was the hostess and I saw Harry Potter came around, I mean, we would just all have a good time. The chances of us actually being Harry Potter, we get that slim to none. But it's, you know, it, it's the highlight of your night. I got to see Harry Potter. Like, I mean, you can't, you know, we're all like 12-year-old children on the inside. So we just want to have a little fun with it. Stephen Brookhaven said, by coincidence, his name is Steve Miller. Imagine growing up with that. Did they call you the Space Cowboy? <laughs> Jason, my grandfather's middle name was Elvis, George Elvis Parker. Hey, that's kind of a good, that's a good name. And he passed away in a house fire before Elvis Presley got famous. Always wondered where the name came from originally. Well, I mean, Elvis's parent, that was his legit name, right? Like, yes, it, wasn't it was a stage- Elvis Aaron Presley and his stillborn twin, Jesse Karen Presley. So you wonder where... His parents got the... I wonder if he was named after somebody to his mother or father of significance named Elvis. Who knows? All right, stick with this. we got more for you coming up next. Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Do what is right like I should. 
Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio stations. And you can watch us. Don't forget that. We're on computer and mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. On the text line, we're having fun talking about baby names. If you missed it, Elvis's granddaughter just had a baby boy, I do believe. Or is it a boy? I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> she just had a baby. <laughs> and she named, because Tupelo is not very gender revealing in this way, but neither is Storm. But she had a baby, and she named them Tupelo Storm. And the Tupelo is after Elvis's birthplace, obviously here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And Storm is after her brother. I do know that part, but Lord forgive me. I'll have to, I should do my research a little bit better. But asking you if you were named after a place or, I guess, uh, some one that was fictional, like in a, a movie character or something of that nature. And Bubba from Meridian chimed in and said, my cousin was named Alvin. He was named after the Alvin and the Chickmunks Christmas song. That's an interesting inspiration. It's a baby girl. It's a baby girl. Okay. Tupelo. I can see it. Tulips. Tupelo. Tupelo Storm Smith-Peterson. All right. So pre-K is going to be hard for her to figure all of that out. But, um, you know. That's cool. Tupelo, though, will be a will be a cute one. At least it's not hard to pronounce. You know, she could have gotten one of the Mississippi counties or or cities where she just gonna spend the rest of her life trying to just tell folks how to pronounce it. At least Tupelo is a pretty a pretty easy one uh, to get right. And Lance says he was named for author of the Woody the Woodpecker, Walter Lance. And that is his name, Lance. And Aaron and Meridian is named after. Elvis Aaron Presley. So he's got the middle name. Told you. Sort of Aaron. There's a lot of Aarons out there that owe the Aaron part of their name to Elvis Aaron Presley. Because, Elf, like you were saying, Elvis feels like a bit much. It feels because like, you're, it's like Moses. Right. Who names their kid Moses? I've seen that. I'm like, bring Which, it down a notch. To answer the question about where Elvis came from, did a little digging, wanted to make sure I was right. Elvis Presley's father, Vernon. His middle name was Elvis. It was Vernon Elvis Presley was the father of Elvis Aaron Presley. Imagine if he was Vernon Elvis Presley the second, but went by Vernon. Do you think we would have the same Vernon Presley? I mean, king of rock and roll now. I mean, you don't know, but it did feel like Elvis really fit the brand in which he built. Vernon, on the other hand. Feels a lot more like his dad's, like like a dad's name, and in, in that sense. But who to thunk it, right? Who knows when you go to name your kids what it may be. But looking though from locations, because that can be tricky, but they can also be end up being kind of neat, like Tupelo. So some of the other more popular travel destinations or hometowns that people get named after of Dallas. I think that's a that's a kind of a popular one. Dakota. And then I think some of them have become so popular that you just name them because you like it, not so much that you have a tie to that particular destination. Right. Um, Chelsea from like Chelsea, New York, Charlotte, Camden, Brooklyn, Austin, um, are some of the others that can be named after like specific locations or got got popular over, I guess, over the years. Which I mean, full circle, a lot of location. Place names, city names, especially in America, are named after the person that either started the the settlement or had a big hand in its growth or something like that. So it came from a name. From a name to begin with. 
Um, Mike from Grand Bay. My middle name, Luis, was after my grandfather's uh, first name. I think that's that kinda, Lewis. Or Lewis, excuse me. And then Aaron and Meridian, my brother Elton, is named after Elton John. I feel like your mom was just really into music. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, did y'all grow up appreciating Elton John and Elvis Presley? Aaron and Meridian was it played like throughout? Like, did you grow up with that music in the background? Because if not, that'd be kind of sad. That would be a missed um, opportunity. But talking about like uh, Michael Keaton and the Will Smiths of 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 the name call or the naming, but then going back to the Harry Potters, which is a fictional name, there are some unique baby names from movie characters back when they were big that I found. So like when Little Women first came out, Laurie really rose oh, yeah. in popularity. All kinda of different spellings. I didn't know this. Mission Impossible from the Fallout one, which would have been one of the first ones. August, which was one of the characters in that one. And then it You took- could line up every character outside of Tom Cruise in that movie and I couldn't tell you which one was August. <laughs> Well, it wasn't Tom Cruise. <laughs> he's Ethan. He's Ethan, which he's not even on here. But Pretty Woman, what would you think of all the... Well, you probably would. I mean, that's... I the, couldn't tell you a single character name from Pretty Woman. Okay, but when I tell you this, I hope you recognize who it is. And then you're going, really? That's what you chose? Kit. So that was... What's her I face? I could see that being a compromise. Like, the the mom really likes Pretty Woman. The dad really likes Knight Rider. <laughs> Kit. We can go with Kit. We can go with Kit, yes, but you can't watch the movie until you're 21 and <laughs> you don't question mother's uh, mother's past. Jurassic World, Gray, which would be, what do- What was his name, Doctor, or whichever one was Gray. <laughs> Here's one for you. All these forgettable movies recently. Twilight. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Heaven help us. Way too many Bellas from that movie. <laughs> but that's like, a- like I was saying in the break, I can actually understand if you name your kid Arwen from The Lord of the Rings, because the books have been out for generations. They just made a movie out of it that became a blockbuster. So it's had a couple generations of influence on society. Twilight is just trash. Well, it's not even the names that you would think. It's Jasper. We don't even remember which character that was. One of the weird vampire kin. I'm sure. I don't know. And then Harry Potter, Ginny. But G-I-N-N. Yeah. Why? In that way. So there you go. Stephen Brookhaven says, I get tickled when someone is named after an expensive car. Yeah. Bentley. Porsche. Porsche. There's no Toyotas out there. No Fords. If there are, let us know. There's some Fords with last names. I knew a Ford that was the first name. My first car was Pontiac. You didn't see nobody rocking that name around in the Sun Chicken. And that's another one of those where a lot of those names came from the person that started the company. So it's a name, became an object, now it's back to being a name. Jeff in Pontotoc. My dad wanted to name me James Dean after the actor. Mom saved me from that stigma by insisting on Jeffrey Dean. So you kind of got you kind of got part of it. Yeah, that would be a hard one. Like she, they would just set you up for for life. Like you, like live up to it, son. Just go on out there, James Dean. Just see what you can, what you can do. Darren and Jackson. I was named Darren after my dad's favorite actor, Darren McGavin. But my mom liked the way Bobby Darren spelled it. So I guess I was. It was for 
sort of squeezed them in into both. It's a good I, compromise. I, I love, you know, some folks, you have no cool story on how you named your kids. It was just complete, like, this is what we liked, or you're the second or the third. But those who put, like, thought into it and then have, like, I think those are the coolest story, like, how, how we got there. Because that's one thing we've talked about here, like, your name. You have no choice in the matter. Now, you can grow up and be an adult and then change it, I guess, if you want to. And if you get married, that's one thing. And then folks give you nicknames. Like the guy from, is it Indonesia that changed his name to Batman Superman? <laughs> We've gone down that route here before. But for the most part, like, your parents, they, they that that's it. Like, they make that first very long-lasting um, choice for you. I named my daughter after the main character in Pride and Prejudice, but with two T's, Bennett. Is that saying that right? Yep, Bennett. I named my son Alexander after the sweet redhead kid that would become Lex Luthor on Smallville. Does that count? Yes. That's what Lex is short for, Alexander. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Lex is a cute name. Just because he named Darren don't mean he belonged to Darren, Brian and Tupelo said. I don't know. I feel like I just, those were finding words, and I didn't even know what I was... <laughs> What I was reading here, Keith and Meridian had a cusper named James Brown asked if he felt good. You can't help it. Like, you can't help it when someone walks in with a famous name, then you have, like, you know, because it makes your day fun. It makes theirs awful because they've heard it umpteen thousand times. Just like if they're kind of like a doppelganger, like if they kind of look like somebody famous or they, they kind of resemble somebody, you know, that's well-known even. And they'll get, hey, has anyone ever told you? And then blah, 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 blah. No, I've never heard that before. You're the first. Lies. They've heard it before. You're not that original <laughs> to bring that up for the first time. Brian and Tupelo, it's Cat Williams movie reference. Ah, gotcha. Make sure we ain't hurting nobody's feelings around here on a Monday. We got a long week of a lot of good coming up. So hang with us. that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Don't forget, we are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. We tell you here all the time, the best way to stay up to date with good things is over on the Good Things Facebook group, where we like to have a lot of fun. We only post positive and uplifting headlines from our state and the people in it, and then also like to ask some fun questions. And so we have a fun question going on today, and I've asked, what is the pettiest thing you broke up with someone over? And I want lighthearted pettiness. Now, we have done beige flags here, which is like a TikTok viral thing which is those they're not 
they're not red flags, they're beige flags, and they're things that you put up with in a relationship, but they're not deal breakers. But that's pro- po- that is partly because you love the person, they have so many other qualities, you still stick with them. Petty breakups is where one of those beige flags was enough for you to be like, eh, not gonna, this isn't working out. Like it was just kind of the hair that broke the camel's back. So all this started because my my daughter is going into middle school and they're getting into that age where like little fun, well, I'm not even use the R word, relationship is starting. But anyway, but she was flabbergasted that her, her dad and I may have like had a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, outside of the, it's all she's, you know, she's known. And the conversation started with, well, about breakups and all. And I told her, I was like, well, one time I broke up with a boy in college because he wouldn't quit eating my wheat thins. I would buy, you know, money was tight. I would buy groceries every weekend. He would come and just eat the whole box completely down to the crumbs and never like apologize or, you know, offer to replace them. And I don't know, I was petty as you know what. And so he had to go. And (laughs) so you can imagine the wonderful conversations that came after this. And I thought, I can't be the only person out there that is petty enough to break up with someone over over wheat something with, like wheat thins. And I'm not. There's plenty of you out there. And I know, Rhino, you've you've had a petty breakup. So what's the pettiest thing you've let a, a, let a girl I've actually for? I've ended less than a handful of relationships. Usually I'm on the receiving end of the dumping. And uh, <laughs> one such dumping was pretty petty because it wasn't a very long relationship. I think we'd gone, I think it was like the fifth date at this point. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I just can't do this anymore. Because her dog liked me more than it seemed to like her. Oh, was there just a little... So those were some red flags. <laughs> That's what you call... <laughs> That's just what you call a red flag there, and it's probably better better off uh, for that. Emily says she's let one go because the way they chewed their food, I would, too. Like, you have to be with that forever. So it's one of those... Ba- is it beige? Is it red? sort of interns of flags but if you're already kind of like not attracted that's not helping you any dudes if you can't chew with your mouth closed at least on the first sort of few dates um it's a good way to get rid of her fast or to figure out if she's just in it for the money or if you know you really do have a great personality that she's gonna stick around stick around for amber says he breathed too loudly at rest like darth vader there are some folks who just breathe you you know you breathe differently and then if you hear someone nap and they have any kind of like snoring issues you know you got to recognize like that's going to be something you're going to have to to choose to 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 sort of deal with but i mean it's good to know at front if this isn't going to happen greg says the snort laugh and i feel attacked by that greg i feel like me and you wouldn't have worked out then back in the day because those of us who happen to spontaneously snort when we get tickled we can't help it it's a genetic malfunction and that's some sticking to it <laughs> i don't know i never really felt like the snort laugh was off-putting it it was almost endearing because it meant oh they thought that was funny enough for something involuntary to exactly. happen to them exactly oh jason he definitely dated a girl longer than i wanted to because she had a cool dog <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what, Jason, you just took this in a completely different, you know, direction. What are the petty things you stuck around for in a relationship? Family friendly. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. It's been a great Monday. <laughs> It's been a great Monday as it is, right in Long Beach, as I was broken up with because she wanted to date someone that said hi to her in the hall. Like, like acknowledge she exists because I can understand that. But if it's this specific, like, hi, hi, guys, then you may have dodged a bullet there, Ray. I feel like we all look back on those. And that's if you've got those kids that are going through that, like, trivial and petty like middle school, teenage, so later teenagers can get rough, but that really early, it's like you're going to look back on this one day and laugh and laugh. I wasn't laughing, though. I want my money back for my wheat pens. <laughs> <laughs> I like, go buy your own dang wheat pens. They sell them at every grocery store. You will be eating my snacks. They my snacks. <laughs> they ain't our snacks yet. Stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got the boys from Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.